Welcome to Plantful Life. Hey there, it's Stephanie Diane. Thanks for listening in as I chat with Molly Patrick of the Clean Food Dirty Girl blog. Molly Patrick is the co-founder of the Clean Food Dirty Girl blog and meal subscription plan. We dive deep into eating plant-based foods to nourish our bodies and navigating life as a living, breathing, hungry, and imperfect human. We also chat about the flexibility of choosing plant-based foods and the joy of meal planning. The Clean Food Dirty Girl Plant-Based Meal Plan subscription was created by Molly and her wife Luann, the tech half of the Clean Food Dirty Girl duo. The Clean Food Dirty Girl community is a fun place to reignite your love for food and celebrate your body. Now we got into a lot of different subjects around plant-based food and Molly shared a personal story about letting go of alcohol addiction and the aha moment that helped her shift into a brighter, healthier place. She also shared her journey to self-love by enjoying plant-based food and partnering with her wife and creating an amazing community. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Well, thank you for joining me on Plantful Life Podcast. It's wonderful to meet you. Yes, thank you for having me, Stephanie. This is awesome. Yes. So I love all your plants, by the way. I just have to say your plants are wonderful. Thank you. Therefore, plantful. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so happy. I know uh, listeners probably can't see my virtual background, but I have a background with plants. So of course I do. <laughs> oh, it's a virtual background. I see. I thought you were yeah. chilling in your like sunroom or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's lovely all the same. So you're over in Hawaii. Is that correct? I am. Yep. But we're nice. on Maui. Yeah. We've been here about five, uh, yeah, like five years now. Yeah. I was reading a little bit of your story and looking through your very inviting website and I got really excited to chat with you so so here we are and I am so excited that I can't really think of an intro but (laughs) (laughs) do you want me to give you an intro (laughs) yeah give me one (laughs) okay here it is here's my elevator pitch um so my name is Molly Patrick and I am the CEO and the co-founder of Clean Food Dirty Girl, and we are all about helping people eat more plants while celebrating our messy human imperfection. So it's about the food and it's about so much more than the food. And I'm just here to celebrate all of our weird humanness and celebrating all of the amazing benefits that plants have to offer along this human ride of ours. How's that? I love that. Okay. <laughs> and I read that you grew up vegetarian in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Love New Mexico. I lived in Santa Fe for a year. It's so beautiful. It's so always beautiful. beautiful, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love New Mexico. Totally. Yep. I grew up 
Um, my parents, my mom, well, my parents were hippies and my mom was vegetarian, had been vegetarian for a long time. And so I just was raised, I mean, she cooked, you know, and so I just ate whatever she ate. She had a garden, she grew her own food. She cooked food. We never went out to eat because we lived kind of like way out in the middle of nowhere. It was a very simplistic and different upbringing than most people had. She went plant-based in 1997. So this whole like eating plant thing, this has always just kind of been my life. It was never anything that I transitioned into. It's just sort of like what's been happening since the beginning for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that. And so the transition wasn't really a huge leap from vegetarian to vegan or plant-based. I mean, plant-based is a little bit different. I know it can be as sometimes I even confuse the two, but plant-based is basically a whole food plant-based diet. And I try Mm -hmm. to explain that to people that it doesn't necessarily mean to, it's not a restrictive diet. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, I think you know, it's tricky because people can use these different terms. And especially for people who are new, they're like, okay, is it vegan? Is it plant-based? Is it whole food plant-based? Is it, what's the difference if it's like, if I'm vegetarian? And I think that um, this can be really confusing. And the one thing, like the way that I think about it is like a vegan diet, you can eat, well, you can eat anything. Anybody can eat anything really. There's, this isn't about like what you can, I mean, there's, this is about rules the way that I think about it anyways, but people who eat, you follow a vegan diet, choose to, you know, stay away from animal products, but you know, cookies and ice cream and and vegan kind of processed food is sort of part of the the deal. And then plant-based for me is sort of a term that can interchange a little bit, but whole food plant-based in my mind is much more specific to eating whole plant foods and sort of focusing on the whole plant food. And instead of like the processed version of those foods, And it's interesting because I think a lot of people, when they first hear this, they think, wow, you're not eating meat. You're not eating dairy. You're not eating eggs. You're not eating processed foods. You're not eating oil. Like, what are you eating? You know, and they have this idea that it's very limited and you're exactly right. Like when I made the switch from vegetarian, then to vegan, then to whole food plant-based, I'm eating more foods now than I ever was when I was following any of those ways of eating. Because there's so, when you really focus on the whole plant foods, you're, you just, your eyes get open to all the vegetables and all the beans and all the grains and all the legumes and all the nuts and seeds out there that you never really noticed before because you weren't looking for them. And so you just kind of skim them over when you went grocery shopping because you had your list of maybe the same 10 things that you get every week at the store. Right. Right. So it's really about like abundance and, and finding all these new, incredible ingredients and all the different ways to use them too. Yes, exactly. That was really well put. And I I like the way that you described that because it it really can be confusing um, when we say plant-based and and I know it's an assumption that it's quote vegan, um, but that's not necessarily true. And I also sometimes hesitate to say the word diet because I feel like it brings in all of that stuff that the word diet brings in, you know. Totally. And I've thought about that too. And you know, when we say whole food, plant-based diet, I even sometimes just say whole food, plant-based way of eating. Yeah. And that sort of, cause it's, cause it's really not a diet at all. So I think that that, you know, you're right. I mean, people hear diet and they think, oh, restrictive, 
deprivation, like, uh, you know, being really unhappy and not being able to eat. And this is like, so the opposite, this is about eating and celebrating food and, and really finding joy from eating until you're satisfied. You know, this isn't about restricting at all. So I do think that having that diet part there for people who are new can be kind of deceiving. So plant-based way of eating, I think is kind of clears that up beautifully. Exactly. Absolutely. It does. And it encourages us to explore and have fun. And I, I do love the word joy, because it it really is that feeling. And that's sort of the antithesis, you know, of this diet, you know, restriction. And I'd like, I'd like to know more um, about your meal planning, because Mm -hmm. that's one thing that even though I'm, I'm a chef, and I cook, and I love cooking, and I enjoy it so much. Um, but there are some times that I don't feel like cooking and there are a lot of things out there that are processed that I tend to avoid, but not super restrictively. I, that's the one thing for me. I, a long while ago, after the birth of my second child, I tried to go macrobiotic and after a few weeks, I called it macropsychotic because it just was, it was like trying to follow something so precisely really made me unhappy. And so we need to bring the joy into it. And so as far as meal planning, because that's another thing when we're scattered or not focusing on, okay, this is what we're making this week. I tend to go, well, I don't know what I'm making. I'm making the same avocado toast that I always make, but you know, it's like to, to, in other words, a meal plan can introduce recipes into your life that you wouldn't have otherwise tried. Absolutely. And the, the, the beautiful thing about planning in advance, which, I mean, that's helpful for like every part of our life. Cause when we plan in advance, we're not putting out fires and we're not reacting, you know, we're, we're coming from a place of, okay, really, what is my goal? What are my intentions? How do I want to feel this week? What do I want to have my future self be eating or be doing, you know, next Thursday? Um, when we plan in advance, it gives us such an advantage. Like it saves us time. It saves us worry. It saves us brain space. It helps us feel like we really, um, like we got this, we got this shit under control. We're good. And so planning in advance for meal prep is like, is brilliant because you're not, because when you make those, those decisions from a place of like putting out a fire or reacting, or just like reacting to your hunger, it's so easy to go the processed food route because it's there. It's convenient. Um, it tastes good. It's like, and when we're hungry, we don't want to sit in the kitchen or, you know, not sit in the kitchen, but be in the kitchen for an hour, whipping something up. So, you know, the other thing is you're right. People all the time, myself included, before I started doing this, I probably ate the same like five meals over and over again. And the beautiful thing about eating a whole food plant-based diet is all of the different nutrients you get from all the beautiful different whole plant foods. But yet when we're eating, you know, like beans and rice and avocado toast over and over again, we're getting the nutrients from like a very limited little set of ingredients. And so the thing about our meal plans is that we are constantly using different ingredients. So we'll be using, you know, and we use different ingredients every single week. We really, really switch them up. And so people are not only cooking with foods that they've never had before, but cooking foods in ways that they've never had it as well. So it's always interesting. It's always new. And people are always so surprised with what they're making. And they, you know, we hear this all the time. Like I would have never thought to make this. I would have never thought to buy 
buy that vegetable. You know, I would have never thought to, to turn beets into this like amazing sandwich. And I don't even like beets. So it really is about celebrating plants and celebrating how delicious they can really be. Um, so that's kind of what our, our meal plans do for people. Yes. I noticed um, it sparked my curiosity. You had a Nordic meal plan and mm-hmm. it had all of these recipes that looked like so much fun to create. And I'm like, gosh, that's so different. That's not something yeah. that you usually come across, you know? Totally. Well, we come up with a meal plan every single week and we've been doing this since 2016. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, every Friday we have a new meal plan and we take this, I mean, we don't take ourselves very seriously, but we take what, <laughs> you know, we take what we, we take our work seriously because we, we really want to offer stuff that's interesting because if people eat the same stuff over and over, or if the food's not good, it's just not going to be that effective. And then people fall back into that same rut. So we, we put a lot of time and love into planning these meal plans and we do crazy things like, and not every plan is going to be a total win for everybody, but like, okay, if somebody really does not like Nordic food and they don't like that, then there'll be a new plan the next week that they can try. But we really do try to do a lot of different cuisines from around the world. And we try to do, um, just a really huge variety of flavors and textures and ingredients so that people who have been eating this way for years are still really pumped and stoked to like try these new things that they would have never heard of. Yeah. So you have a community and subscribers to your meal plans Mm -hmm. and you get a lot of feedback from everyone. And I'm just curious to know why most people choose to go on a plant-based diet that always excites me to hear their story. Mm. And so um, have you heard of, and because this, this season on Plantful Life, we're focusing mainly on uh, health, although I'm yeah. open because I, I love yeah. talking to people about plant-based food, but, um, but have there been any um, stories that inspired you? Like you, you're excited that you've helped or you've encouraged and inspired someone to make positive changes in their health. Yeah. I mean, we get, we get stories all the time and it's, our community is amazing. Most of the people in our community are there because of their health as well. I would say a good 90%, if not more are there because they haven't always eaten maybe they grew up with the standard American diet, or maybe they were following what they thought was a healthy diet right? Which was still kind of the standard American diet, but like usually without carbs. Um, And maybe they were like pre-diabetic or they had some cholesterol, you know, issues, or they, they've come to the sort of conclusion that they don't want to be on certain medications that they've heard that going plant-based can kind of help with. So most of the people in our group, like that's kind of why they're, they're there because they want to feel good. They want to play with their kids and their grandkids and have energy to do that. They want to feel like they're living their life and not just sort of watching it pass them by while they're, they have no energy and they're in pain. So we have for our blog, one thing that I love to do is to have, you know, zoom talks with people from our community who have really just changed their whole way of eating and have found really amazing results with that. And so I have like loads of those on the blog, but every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, Oh, 
it's so like, it is so inspiring to hear somebody who at one point didn't think that they had a choice and they thought, well, these are the cards that I was dealt. It's because genetics and it's just what my doctor says, and this is just what happens. And so it's like, they go from feeling almost victimized in a sense, or feeling really powerless, I guess, to taking the power and making these choices for themselves and saying, well, let me just see if this works and see what this can do, because what do I have to lose at this point? And then finding this new life and all of these things happening that they never even suspected would happen. And, you know, a lot of them are able to get off medication. A lot of them are able to lose a considerable amount of weight. A lot of them are like, all of that stuff is awesome. But then what happens is like every other area of their life improves. And it's like this beautiful domino effect that, you know, maybe they, changed careers because of it, or maybe they decided to write a book because of it, or maybe they decided to start a new business because of it, or maybe they decided to end a toxic relationship because of it. So it's like all the re residual stuff that happens that people don't expect, like that's the stuff that I really love hearing about and hear, hear a lot of that stuff happening. Absolutely. I, I've read a few blog posts on your blog and it was very unique it, to the voices and it was just more natural and I don't know, alive. It wasn't like the static blog post, you know, it was like, you really felt like you were listening to a friend talk mm. and share. And I love that. And, and everything that is presented, I mean, I don't know, I'm trying to remember exactly when you started this with your co-partner and mm -hmm. um, I, I just felt so excited for you both. When I looked at the web website, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about these people. Well, <laughs> and we started, like, you know, oh, opens, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it opens up your life as well. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So we started this in 2014 and I had been fired from my job and I was so excited about that. I did a happy dance. I was like, woohoo, like, like, what am I going to do now? I didn't, I didn't want to be at my job, but I didn't like, I needed to be fired to like start my own thing because I wasn't at the place where I was like ready to, to quit and make that leap. But as soon as I was fired, I was like, okay, that's exactly what I needed. Now we can go start this. And my uh, the co-founder of the business, who's also now my wife, um, we've been together going on 13 years. Luann, right? Lu Luann. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Luann. Thank you. Yeah. And <laughs> so she had a background in technology. And so we were like, well, let's just put our skill set together because I had been in the plant-based world and I really wanted to help people eat more plants. Like that's always been my thing. And she is really good at making websites and you know, making it all, all work. And I knew that we wanted to do an online thing because we wanted to travel and we wanted to, I never wanted to go into like an actual physical building that I had to go to work in like that, that idea to me was very restrictive and it made me super depressed. So I was like, mm, I want to work at a coffee shop if I want to, or I want to work for my living room if I want to, or I want to work on vacation if I, if I want to. So we knew we wanted to do something online. So we just kind of married our skill sets and created what is now clean food, dirty girl. And then like we married each other. So <laughs> that's my, I just corny love joke that. I it think, just but... worked so well. It just, when I read your story on your about page, I just, yeah, like I said, I was just so excited to know you both and talk to you today and just to connect with you and hear about this. And here I am like, 
<laughs> doing a little happy dance because I want to I want to try some of your recipes as well. But I also I feel like it's such a personal a, like no frills approach. It make it's very inviting. Mm. Well, thank yeah. you for that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we you know when we decided to do this, we just decided or I decided because she's kind of the back end person and it's more my you know I write all of our content and. Mm -hmm. I don't, I no longer write all of the recipes. Thank God. Like I we were know, able to hire right? some help because at one point <laughs> it was just like ridiculous. And that's what it is when you're starting a business, you, you do everything, you know, you like wear many hats and you don't have the, I mean, we didn't have the budget. We didn't have the funds to, to hire anybody um, until we grew enough in our business that we could then invest back into the business and, and hire people and make changes and then grow things. But we certainly, came from, I mean, we had a little bit of savings from our previous jobs, but we just did everything on the cheap and did everything DIY. So for those of you out there who like are, are wanting to start a business, like you don't have to have a ton of money to start. Like you can do things in a way that's, um, that will meet you where you're at, I guess. That's kind of the same way for eating, right? It's like yeah. it, people have this idea that it has to be like all or nothing. And there's so many steps you can take to just get started. It, you know, so whatever it is, but you know, we, I decided from the beginning to just, I'm just going to be myself. Um, and I know that I'm not for everybody because I tend to curse and I tend to, you know, like I, it, I'm not going to be for everybody and that's okay. I don't have to be for everybody. And so just getting my mind straight about that and then just going forward and presenting my best, whatever that is, because our best changes from day to day, it changes. Um, I was dealing with, you know, a really big alcohol addiction, like in the beginning from, well, <laughs> I quit drinking in 2015, but I had been struggling with it for like years. And, you know, I can, I can look back and say, man, okay, well, I was doing my best, even though I was going through that. And so it's like, people have this idea of like, once I accomplish this, I'll start this. Or once this happens, I'll start this. Or once I, once I, you know, lose the weight or once I get confidence or once I, and, and we're always like putting shit off until that day out there where everything is better. And that day never happens. Sometimes we just have to take the leap and show up and do our best in whatever moment we're in. And I think that that, I think that people can apply that to a lot of different things. So maybe there's some, if something gets something from that, then then good. Yeah. And so what um, made you decide to quit al alcohol or even acknowledge it or see it or realize that you were just not feeling good? And yeah, that's a great change. question. Yeah. Even, I mean, when you say even being able, being able to see it, that's great because denial really just like puts the wool over your eyes. Um, I mean, I knew, I knew in that pit of your stomach, you know, I mean, there's certain things that you go through that like, uh, there's parts of your body that can't deny it. Right. And I knew, like, I knew that I had an issue with it. I, I wanted to protect that so much because I was so scared of quitting. And so I didn't, tell anybody really, you know, the, the issue that I was having with it, um, because I didn't want to stop. And so I knew it deep down, but every time I would get a little glimpse of that, I would just, okay, I'm not going to think about that. Or, um, I'll just put that off later. And then I would just like drink 
right? Because then it's a really easy way to just forget about it. And then I would convince myself that it was just in my head and I didn't have an issue. And so it was sort of this thing that went on for a long time. And I, I got to the point, like there wasn't for me, like this point that I reached that was like rock bottom. I never got a DUI. I never hurt myself. I never hurt anybody. I never cheated. I, you know, I didn't, you know, that stuff didn't really happen for me, but it was more like this moment of looking at myself in the mirror and just not liking what I saw. And that's kind of cliche, but that's exactly it. I was in a parking lot of a, um, I was shooting some photos for a little freelance thing. And I showed up at this warehouse where I was going to do these photos it was really hot and I was super hungover and I had my camera and I had just, I basically like woke up at like 10 o'clock and stayed in bed until noon until I had to go do this. Cause I was so like, just totally hungover. And so I like looked in the mirror to make sure like, you know, I looked all right to go in and I just looked in my eyes and I was like, who are you? Like, this is not you. Like, this is not you. This is not your life. Like, how is this your life? Who are you? And it was so sad. I just like, I just started crying and I was like, I don't want this. Like, I know that I have so much more in me. Like, I know that I have so much potential. And if I don't make this change, I'll never reach the potential. And if I keep going like this, I can never complain because this is a choice that I'm making over and over again. And at that point, I just made the decision. um, Okay. Like this, this has to be it. And I had tried to quit in the past, didn't work, but there was something different about this time. And I, I finally got to the point where I knew, like I knew that I was the kind of person who just couldn't drink full stop. I can't, I can't do a little bit. I can't say I'm going to do it once a week. I can't say I'm going to have one drink. Cause I don't have that switch that kind of is like, okay, enough is enough. You know, like I just had to get to that point where I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't know who I am and I can't drink ever again. And so it wasn't like a one day at a time thing. It was just like a decision to know that I can't. And then I just had to, you know, put on my big girl panties and sit with the discomfort of going through the withdrawal and going through the, um, you know, really going through my life without knowing who I was anymore. Cause I didn't have this substance. It's like, well, who am I? How do I have fun? How do I like what, like my whole, it was like, I was waking up to a whole new world. And so going through that was really just blew my mind in, in horrible ways and in amazing ways and focusing on, you know, a really healthy plant-based diet was one way for me to like nourish myself during that period. And to know that like, okay, I have a lot of repair to do. So I'm going to really focus on nourishing myself now because I treated myself like shit for so long during the times that I was teaching people how to eat better. I will say, (laughs) so, you know, you never know what's going on with someone. (laughs) That's so true. And it, and it, it is easier to give to others than to give to ourselves and to nourish others and, you know, just put ourselves on the back burner. Well, I think that a lot of people who are really into doing that, I think those are the people who need need to do it the most for themselves. I think it's like this, okay, I'm going to focus on everybody else because we know that we need to nourish, but it's like, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're just not doing it for ourselves. And we're like overly doing it sometimes when really we just need to turn it around and do it for ourselves. 
um, that was that was certainly case for, for me. And then as soon as I focused on myself, I was able to help people so much better. I mean, I was able to be much more effective in what I was doing and what I was bringing to the table and how I was showing up for, for our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so did other people around you notice this change? So like online community or like my real life just community? In, in every in every way whatever yeah I mean was it a noticeable change in you or was it oh, just yeah. a noticeable shift within you or both both totally both <laughs> or both. yeah I mean if you look at our just if you even look at our business growth like we weren't you know we were doing we were you know we started out not knowing what we were doing we tried a lot of different things but our, our business wasn't going anywhere it was like when I quit drinking from like, I'm talking like a few days from when I quit drinking, our business started shooting up and it hasn't stopped. And so it was almost like, and I knew it's because I wasn't giving it my potential. I wasn't showing up in a way that I, that was going to result in a growing, thriving business. Cause I wasn't showing up for myself, but our business started to shoot up. Um, relationships improved. I, I mean, my whole life changed. And yes, I mean, I didn't tell a lot of people in my life that I was doing this because like initially I told my wife, who's my girlfriend at the time. And I told my parents and that was about it because I needed to do this. Like I, I was nervous to do it and I was nervous to talk about it too much. Um, I didn't even tell really our community that this was happening. I wrote a blog post a year after I was sober and kind of spilled everything. Um, and that's a really, it was a hard post to write, but it was, it's a very true look at the process of my addiction and what that looked like for me on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't tell my siblings. I didn't tell my good friends. Like I just sort of was like, okay, I'm gonna go into this mode of sort of just totally going within. And then when I get to a place where I feel like I have kind of the ground underneath me again, then I'll start to talk about it. But yeah, I mean, I, when I look at pictures even from back then, or just look at some of my writing, it's like, God, I've changed so much. And yeah, I mean, definitely the people who knew I was going through this did see a huge change. You couldn't not, I mean, I was like alive again. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to show up. There was this one little, I'll just tell you this quick story about it, but there's this, well, two actually. So one night I lived like right down the street from my parents when I got sober and my wife and I lived in this little house and, uh, in Arizona in Tucson. And it was like the week after I quit drinking and I was like getting ready for bed. And my mom called me at nine and she was crying and she couldn't really speak. She was just really, really upset. And I was just like, okay, I'll be right over. And I hung up the phone and I walked over to her apartment and I sat with her and was able to really show up to what she was going through. And I kept thinking, my God, if this would have been two weeks ago, my phone would have been off and I would have been passed out. And I wouldn't have been able to show up for the people I love. And just that realization was like, oh, what the fuck have I been doing? Like, I, this isn't just about me. Like, this is about my family and my community and the people who rely on me and the people who I love and who I want to show up for. Um, and there was another example of that, like that too, with my sister, she was visiting and 
she couldn't find her son and he had gone to like, he was young and he went someplace and he wasn't there. And so I had to pick up my sister and we went driving, looking for him. And I was like, and this was like at nine o'clock at night. And I was like, again, if this was two weeks ago, I wouldn't have been able to show up. I would have been passed out. I would have been drunk. I wouldn't have been able to drive. Like, and so just those little shifts, I realized like how, like what a big decision this was and how important this was to me. Really important. Yeah. I mean, that's a big shift mm-hmm. because then you're able to show up for yourself and be present for others. Huge. And yeah, that's also um, really, I don't know how to explain it, kind of expanding in a sense, like your, your consciousness is ex- in this expansion mode. And it's also a very vulnerable, vulnerable feeling, but it's, it's an awareness that every moment is so precious. And I know that how that sounds kind of woo woo or whatever, cheesy maybe, but it's true. It's like once we have our eyes open, um, then we're so much, we're able to take in so much more and experience so much more. And even just nourishing our bodies with food that's giving us joy (laughs) is just such a pleasurable experience. It, it, It accentuates the pleasure of those things that we used to take maybe for granted or not think about because we were shut off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It, it was like, that's when I said, you know, I was alive again. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, you know, for so long, I like, I was doing way too, I was having way too much pleasure in my life. It was like pleasure, 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 drinking, pleasure, smoking cigarettes, pleasure, eating, you know, takeout pleasure. And it was like, my life was full of pleasure but I didn't have happiness. I didn't have joy. And so it was the, it was the process of eliminating a lot of that pleasure in order to feel joy, in order to feel peace, in order to feel content. And it's like, when we think about pleasure, I had too much of it. And now in my life, I don't, know that I have a ton of pleasure, but my God, I am so happy and so content just from being me. I don't need that pleasure anymore. Like I have, I have, I have joy in myself. I don't even need pleasure. Like I have, so I'm, I'm high. I mean, really I am high on life. I would have never been able to access that had I not made these changes. Right. Yeah. Like that, that indulgent fast pleasure, you know, it's yes. not necessarily true, joyous, enjoyment, pleasure. It's like, it's kind of like this quick fix. Yeah. It's instant gratification. Yes. That's, it's like, it's like, I, you know, I'm not feeling great. So I'm going to reach for something, you know, and all that is, is it's like buffering how we feel and shit to be a human. This is no joke. Like we walk around on this planet knowing that everybody we love is going to die, knowing that we're going to die, knowing that there's so many injustices in the world, knowing that there's so much, so many things that are unfair in the world. And yet we see these, you know, we see mountains and the ocean and sunsets and there's babies and there's like, you know, ripe peaches. And so you're constantly, you know, having, you know, living this life of like all of these joys and all of these sorrows and figuring out, like, there's no manual for how to 
live your life. We don't know what we're doing most of the time. We just wake up and like try to get through it. Right. But we're walking around and that's why I focus a lot on human imperfection because what the fuck, we are just like these human creatures doing the very best that we can. And so it, it's like when we are constantly, you know, cause, cause life is going to suck a lot of the times. That's just the nature of life. And when we are reaching for something to try to mask that because it doesn't feel good, man, we're missing out. Like, and we think that we're like doing ourselves a favor because we're not feeling it, but we can't process anything, you know, and we can't accept and open ourselves up to those messy, hard bits of life that we all need in order to grow and to step into that like next best version of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really feeling what you just said. And I, and I feel like that applies to so many different addictions, you know, or, totally. or, or the way that we hide or try to avoid pain. I mean, it's kind of a natural thing, you know, it's a human thing. Um, and I know a lot of people who get into the plant-based movement, um, lifestyle have had some binge eating or, you know, eating addictions. And, um, this is a really great way to help them, you know, just kind of balance and be centered with, okay, I want to overcome this, but what do I do? You know, Mm -hmm. and especially meal planning and sort of giving people, Hey, these are the things you can make. Because also if you go on Pinterest or if you go on Instagram, there's just so much, you know, there's just so much, it's overwhelming. And then you can't really make up your mind. It's, it's like, I know maybe someone isn't that familiar and then they're sort of bombarded with these visuals, which are all so appealing, but it can be very confusing. And Mm -hmm. if, one is grappling with any kind of eating disorder, it must make it like, okay, where do I start? So Mm -hmm. do a lot of people in your community, are they coming from that place or, you know, they, they find some rhythm in having a weekly meal plan and then they're able to transform their, their relationship with food. Yeah, totally. And I think that you're right when it's, it is a rhythm. It is this groove that people get into and it's this, it's this habit and you're right. I mean, we're inundated. There's so many, you know, plant, well, there's so much of everything out there constantly coming, coming at us. And I mean, even just, I was trying to order a pair of shoes online the other day and I was like, I could just gave up. I'm like, okay, I'll just use my old ones. Like, I don't care. There's just too many to choose. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, people definitely come to us. Like we just need to be told what to do. Like, I just need a plan. I just want somebody to tell me what to do. And then I can just follow it because I don't have like the space in my brain for one more thing. Like I'm dealing with a ton of things. I'm dealing with this issue. And you know, most of us, and I will say like, most of us do like, buffer or have addictions to a certain extent. Maybe it's not alcohol. Maybe it's not food. Maybe it's like shopping or being on the phone or like we all have our stuff. Right. And to be able to, to have a weekly plan for your food, because food is a big deal. I mean, we do it three times a day, at least like we have to do it. Right. It's not, it's not like an optional thing. So when people come to us and say, okay, just, I just need to 
to be told what to do. And then I'll totally follow it. It frees up so much. Um, not only like time that they would be otherwise using researching things, but it, it, it stops the brain chatter from trying to make decisions. And I know like one of the things when I quit, when I tried to quit drinking before, and I would try to like, just moderate my drinking and like, okay, well, I'm only going to have a little bit, like it was a constant, just like shit show in my brain. Like, okay, well, if you are going to drink anyways, you may as well drink right now. And if you're going to have one, maybe you'll drink two. And then tomorrow, what time are you going to start drinking? So it just, when I eliminated it completely, it was just so much easier because it just wasn't an option. And I think, and I see a lot of that for, for people who struggle with food too, when they eliminate the decision-making and they just like follow along and they know that it's going to be yummy. They know that it's going to be healthy. Then that brain chatter just sort of like quiets down. Yeah. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Just to stop the noise. <laughs> yeah. Stop the noise. Stop the noise. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it can be really, really overwhelming. So by offering these meal plans, you know, we, we just, we want to give people a break from that part of their like shit show brain chatter and just like, here, do this. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be healthy. You're going to have fun. You're going to find your rhythm even if people are new or when people are new, it's like it can, the whole concept of batching can be kind of different, but you're learning a new skill, you know, and, and like any new skill, most of us get kind of freaked out when we learn new stuff. Cause we're asking our brain to do things that it hasn't done before. So there's always going to be a little bit of fear or a little bit of resistance or not sure. But once people do it a few times, they do find that rhythm they do find that groove and they're like, okay, it's actually really therapeutic. And this is my time in the kitchen. And I'm, and I'm, cooking my own food with my own two hands. And so I'm empowering myself. And it's just this beautiful process to watch people go through from like never doing it. And, and we've had people who have followed our meal plans for years now that it's like just such a part of their life. They couldn't imagine not doing it. That's really great. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, people can do this without signing up for our meal plans too. Like you could go to our website and find, you know, we have a blog with a ton of good recipes and you can make out, you know, a grocery list and you can do some batch cooking and any kind of like that planning in advance is so helpful for people. Um, you know, the advantage to the meal plans is like, we do the planning for you. So you don't have to think about that, but it's such, it's a wonderful, like it's a game changing thing. The idea of like batch cooking and this whole thing, it really will keep you like making the very best choices for your goals or whatever you're, you know, wanting to see in your, in your life, the results that you're wanting in your life. So is one designated day for batch cooking for that week? So most people, it kind of depends on people's schedule, but the, a new meal plan comes out every Friday. So like for myself, I grocery shop on Friday and then I batch cook on Saturday. We recommend people go grocery shopping one day and then do their batch cooking because it's, especially in the beginning, it can be a little overwhelming to do both. Um, a lot of people batch on Sunday because that's kind of their, their cooking day. Um, but there's a lot of people who don't like work, for example, and then maybe they do their cooking on Monday, but going grocery shopping one day and then batch cooking the next day is really what we do, whatever day that works best. But our meal plans are kind of like, okay, so a meal plan comes out on Friday, 
we're giving you the nightly meals for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we're giving you the batch cooking list so that you do the bulk of your cooking that day so that the nightly meals are really easy to put together. So that's sort of how, how that goes, like how I we see. have that planned in our plans. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get really overly, um, enthusiastic when I'd go to the farmer's market and then, and Sunday was my day to cook. And I just, I'd get, <laughs> I'd pick up way too many things and then I have too many recipes that I wanted to make. And, and it was a little crazy. I have to say, right. <laughs> or crazy. like what we see a lot of is like, people will go to the grocery store and like without a grocery list, they just kind of buy a little bit of everything mm -hmm. and then they don't end up cooking. And then they're throwing away all this beautiful yes. things that they bought. And it's like, you know, okay. A lot of people are like, I've had like one too many, like, you know, slimy kales that I've had to throw away or slimy bunches of kales or wilted slimy lettuce. And, and the beautiful thing with this is like, you just buy exactly what you need. And right. then, and we, the way that we create our plans is so that you're using those ingredients throughout the whole week. So we really try to have people use up everything that they bought. So they don't have leftover produce so that they yeah. don't have, you know, we don't have them buy like let's say a bunch of chard and use it for one meal. Like we use it, you know, in different recipes and different meals so that there's not a lot of waste, which is one way, one reason why it's so much more cost-effective to do this. Cause you're not wasting, you're not throwing out produce um, that your body then can't use as right. beautiful fuel for your life. Right. And there's been too many times that I've cried over, you know, oh, those radishes, they were so beautiful. And look at me throwing them away. <laughs> right. It's painful. I know. And now they're slimy and weird and I wish I could save them. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, if you look at my fridge in any given moment, like I have a bunch of batched food and I have just a little bit of produce, but every week it's like, I'll usually on the weekends, whatever I have left, like I'll make a big salad or I'll just whip up a quick veggie soup if I have any vegetables left over, but it's hardly ever. I mean, I don't, that doesn't happen because I'm just following because I follow our plans. I don't know what I would do without these plans. Cause I, and I follow them with everybody. Like I'm always doing that week and really, you know, part of it. And I would be doing that. Like if I, didn't own the company. Like if I was just somebody who found it, I would totally sign up for them because they, they really, I can't imagine not doing it. Well, that says a lot because it's sort of like when you buy a present for someone, but you really want it for yourself. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. Well, what are some of your favorite dishes that you like? What are your, oh. your go-tos? Mm. Well, the cool thing is that I have new favorites every week because it's, you know, new food every week. But the cool thing is, is that when people um, sign up for the meal plans, we have this amazing classroom that allows you to scale the recipes and all of this. And we have like a recipe section in the classroom. And so I, there's a few things that I always go back to. One thing, I think it was in the meal plan last December is a butternut squash, um, a sage butternut squash lasagna. That was like the best lasagna I've ever had. Um, so that is so one of my, one of my best, like one of the best things I've ever actually put in my mouth. So that's amazing. Um, I do like a breakfast, cold breakfast cereal, like whole grain cereal, um, for my breakfast. And I do that like every, every day pretty much. And it's a combination of different grains and lentils. And I just put it cold in a bowl and top it with a bunch of fruit and nuts. And so I have that for breakfast. So that's like my go-to 
type of meal for that. And then like, I'm just eating meal plan food. So every single like week I will have a favorite. Um, yet for lunch yesterday, I had um, a blanch collard leaf and in it, I put this really yummy, like lemon mayo or lemon pepper mayo. And then these uh, roast little roasted potatoes with parsley and lemon zest and some pepper. I put that in the collard leaf and then put some quinoa that had a bunch of spices and herbs in it. And then I put a little bit of um, cashew cheese on top and then I rolled it up and ate it. So that was like, that sounds super delicious. <laughs> like my, you know, it's like, I'm always eating in a restaurant. It's always like, it's just always amazing food. Every week there's new, new favorites. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try that one. That yeah. sounds really good. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not a fan of collard leaves. <laughs> Blanche collard leaves. I'm telling you. That's so the good. secret. Because I would have it raw and it just was never. Oh yeah. I don't like it raw. Like if you blanch it for just, I have a video on my blog actually about how to do this, but you just blanch the leaves and then you just sort of like, um, you know, dry them off a little bit. And then you just put a bunch of fillings in and because they're blanched, they're really pliable, but they're strong. And so it's like a tortilla. It keeps everything, right. It keeps everything inside. And then, you know, you just have to put delicious ingredients in it and then it's amazing. And I'm such a burrito monster that, you know, like I could live on burritos basically. Well, you love New Mexico, so it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the best Mexican food or new Mexican food I had there. I have a one very memorable, uh, you know, meal on the side of the street. Somebody uh, had a stand and they were making vegetable fajitas and I don't know what it was, but it was phenomenal. And I still remember what it tastes like. So good. New Mexican food is so good. And I've never eaten meat in my whole life. And I've been, you know, plant-based for a long time and you can still get amazing Mexican food from even from restaurants and have it be Mm plant-based. Like there, you know, as long as the beans don't have lard, which most people don't do anymore, you know? Um, But you can still like, I always say this, that you don't, you don't miss out. You don't have to miss out when you're eating this way. Like I love to travel and I love to eat. Like eating is one of my most favorite things to do. And I've traveled all around the world and I've always loved the eating part of it. And I've never felt like I was missing out because I'm eating this way ever. Right. Yeah. You there's just make it work. You just find the stuff. Yeah. It's such a misconception to have this, oh, oh, you're vegan. Well, what do you eat? Or of course the question, where do you get your protein? It's like, well, I'm not even thinking about protein because I'm sure I get it. I, I, I'm not lacking, <laughs> you know, like no, and in when fact, I do my blood work, I, I, everything looks great. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I can tell you from experience firsthand that if we needed animal protein, I would have been dead a long time ago because I've never had it in my whole life. So it, it's, we, you know, the protein thing is just so, so, so funny. People need it to. It's really yeah. funny. It, yeah, is. it is. In fact, I saw this video, I think it was on Instagram or something. I can't remember, but it was this really funny um, video that I saw of this Indian man explaining to a classroom about how plants, it, the, the saying, oh, well, how can you eat plants? Plants feel and he was oh. giving a really thorough explanation and it became absolutely hysterical, his answers. It was just, I loved it because it, it made sense, number one. And two, it was just really funny. And, you know, the argument of, well, you know, 
you know, from a carnivore and omnivore's position against, you know, plant-based, it's like, well, you eat plants. So, you know, those are alive. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a real argument. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? And that's the whole, like, I see that a lot of, you have these different camps and it's like, each camp is trying to like, you know, win or something. And it's mm-hmm. so funny. Cause I like all of that. I mean, I think that it's really funny as well, but I, myself, like, I just made the decision years ago. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to try to, it's not my job to convince anybody. Right. Like if, if somebody doesn't want to eat this way or somebody like, that's cool. That's right. fine. I'm not going to, you know, in my whole life, I've, I've generally never had luck trying to change people. And not like, it's not my job to change people, right. you know, it's right. like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to share what I do with other people. For those of you who are interested and for those of you who aren't, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, and that's what I love about the phrase or the, I guess it's a phrase to a plant-based um, because it's so much more flexible, you mm-hmm. know, it, it doesn't have a defined these are the rules because rules are so boring. <laughs> well, and like also who makes them up? Like why who makes these up? Like, like <laughs> who says, you know, it's like we all have to make our own decisions and live by our own set of morals or whatever we want to do or, or, yeah. or values or whatever. And it's like, we all can, can do that. I mean, look, my, my wife, Luann and co-founder, she's not plant-based. Mm-hmm. I mean, she eats a lot more plant-based now than she did 13 years ago because she doesn't like to cook and I do the cooking and so she eats what I make but Uh like she eats meat sometimes and when people hear that sometimes they're shocked they're like well you have a plant-based company I'm like well yeah but like our ability to help people eat more plants isn't hanging on whether or not she eats plant-based for every single meal like she doesn't want to go plant-based so she's not and that's okay like we decide that that's okay like we get to decide that this is our this is our life guess what everybody gets to decide what's okay and what's not okay for them Right. it's really empowering actually right and and what I do love as well as when you find a restaurant that has so many options for everyone Mm-hmm. And that lends um, somebody who loves meat to try a vegan dish and like it or even love it. And mm-hmm. that just makes it fun for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's, yeah. you know, you're blurring the boundaries there. So it's all sort of like, there's, there's just this openness of trying something. Mm-hmm. It's just food, you know? Yeah. And it's like, when we go out to eat, we don't go out to eat a ton. Well, right now, cause of COVID especially, right. but you know, when we travel, we definitely do our fair share of like eating out. Cause we love to explore food. Um, but when I go to a restaurant and sometimes it's not obvious that, that they have plant, like they don't have specifically vegan things on the menu, but that doesn't mean you can't order something that's like, you know, it's, you, you can order vegan stuff. You just have to kind of play around a little bit. Um, but when I order stuff, I'll be like, okay, I'll have this side and I want this. And like, I might have to piece it together, but my dish will come out and Luann will be like, oh my God, yours looks like so much better than mine. I'm going to do that next time. Um, Cause it's just, you know, it's, it's all like wonderful food. And yeah. just because it doesn't say it's vegan doesn't mean it, it can't be, can't be done, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was really into eggs and cheese for a long time and uh, I would, be able to piece things together on menus and it's totally doable you know yeah. even when you know you don't have those animal products on the menu I mean it, sometimes some places 
it doesn't say specifically, like you said, you know, it may not say this is a vegan restaurant. Um, and some restaurants do that intentionally so that, mm -hmm. you know, you just order the food. You're not thinking about what it is particularly. And then it just becomes more enjoyable to everyone, regardless of their preferences, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I, I think it, so much of it has to do with just people's mindset because it's like, okay, here's a restaurant that, you know, serves food. Okay. We, I could go into it thinking this is horrible. They're not going to have anything for me. This isn't going to work. But like, if I switch that around and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to make this work. Let's see, let's get curious and see how I can make this work. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes such a difference in, in how you're going to experience that and the result you're going to get, you know? So I tell people just go into it like with curiosity. This is life. We can't take it too seriously. Come on. <laughs> like this right. is life. And most of it is hilarious. And a lot of it is sad and some of it is happy, but like, let's just get curious and have fun about it. Cause it's, you know, um, why not? Like if we have that choice, why wouldn't we? <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that goes for, you know, cooking in the kitchen as well. You know, it's like, I've never made this before. Um, my stepmom likes to say it's a work in progress. It's an experimental stage, you know. <laughs> love it. Yes. And I love that because we'll just make things and we'll go, oh, it's an experimental stage right yeah. now. I don't know what it's going to be exactly, but we'll find out. Yeah. And maybe it'll be good and maybe it won't. And if it's not, then we won't do that exact experiment again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think even people following the meal plans, it's like, not every meal is going to be a win for every single person or every person in their family, right. but it's like, well, just try and see, and then learn something from it. And then mm -hmm. like, try something else the next time. Or just, you know, I mean, I think that people, there's not this time when it's, everything is going to be perfect and it's going to be all adding up and everybody's going to love everything. It's just like, what can we learn about ourselves in the process of this? Cause really it's like more about the process than anything else. Yeah. Um, and you know, will, will this, will you allow, you know, not like feeling uncomfortable during the process, will you allow that to stop you and go back to the ways that you were eating that weren't necessarily working for you? Or can you kind of grow from that and know that that sort of finding your footing is part of the process and just keep going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well put. <laughs> so as for your community and your meal planning, where can everyone find you? So cleanfooddirtygirl.com is our website and everything is there. Um, our links to our Facebook group and our social media stuff is there. We have a blog there with tons of useful content and interviews and articles and also free recipes. And then if people wanna sign up for a trial meal plan they can kind of test it out and they can just go to the meal plan tab on the website um it's right there but everything is on our website so you just go to that one place cleanfooddirtygirl.com awesome and thank you so much for sharing your story it was really encouraging and very human <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what we are these weird little humans <laughs> walking around the planet <laughs> So I'm, it, it really gave share. more dimension, you know, to, <laughs> you know, rather than hearing, you know, two women talking about how great plant-based food is, there's just so much more to us, you know, and always, I, always. I really appreciate you sharing. Really appreciate that. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. Yay. Hey, so thank you so much for tuning in this far and listening in on my conversation with Molly. I hope you will check them out on Instagram. You can find them on Insta at Clean Food Dirty Girl. You can also join the community on Facebook if you just look for Clean Food Dirty Girl. And you can check out their meal plans on their website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com. And I think you will really be interested in all that they have to offer. Well, thanks so much for being here with me. I really enjoy bringing you guests like Molly. And I look forward to bringing you more plant-based, plantful episodes coming up soon. Um, I do have a few more guests coming up as well as a few solo episodes. So tune in again and I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Oh, and one more thing. Would you do me a big favor and if you haven't already, go into iTunes and give this podcast a five-star rating and review. It means the world to me and it gets it out there for other listeners who would love to listen to episodes on Plantful Life. So thanks for doing that. And I am just super happy to read some of these reviews and I look forward to reading your review on Plantful Life. Thank you.